You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, July the 15th of 2021. I'm your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Uh, one more day without baseball as the Cardinals have one more off day during the All-Star break. And the Cardinals open up a three-game set with San Francisco tomorrow. So on tomorrow's show, Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants joins me as we do a bit of a crossover talking about the Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals before their three-game sets. And today we have a Spotify Green Room discussion. Um, we had a lot of participants on there today, so thank you to all who joined. And I'm just going to share that discussion with you guys and uh, encourage you guys to, to keep uh, your, your eyes open for the next time I go live. It'll be sometime next week. Uh, as I you know, continue to want to get on Green Room with you guys and hear your discussions. Before I get there, though, I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you in part by Locked On MLB Prospects. It's MLB draft season, and Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star. Host Arm Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every single day. Subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So without further ado, here is the Green Room discussion from today. Enjoy. What's up, Nick? How are we doing? Not too bad yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm actually a Cardinals fan. Uh, You're the only other Cardinals fan I've seen on here. (laughs) Love it. Where are you from? Uh, Right now I'm in Nashville, but originally from St. Louis. Good deal. Where at in St. Louis? Uh, uh, West County. West County. Okay. My girlfriend lives uh, in Chesterfield. Oh, right on. Right on. Right on. How about yourself? Are uh, Are you in St. Louis? No, I'm not. I'm a. I live in Bloomington, Illinois, and then I'm a student at uh, University of Missouri, a senior there. But right on, uh, right on. yeah, but I got this podcast hosting about the Cardinals. So this is uh, kind of a weekly chat room that I like to do. So, um, so yeah, did you get to watch any of the All Star game with Nolan or Reyes or anything on Tuesday? Uh, I picked up the highlights. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been primarily. I've been. I don't know. The season hasn't really been going how I kind of thought it would, so I'm right. a little hot and cold on watching Cardinals baseball. I have the package and everything for you know, uh-huh. MLB, uh, MLB TV and all that, but right. it's it gets old. Like just watching your team get uh, get beaten all the time. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially with I mean, I don't know. Sometimes they're, they're just not fun to watch, especially with the way some of these the starters like just watching people. Like, I don't know. Watching starters get hit is, is like doable. But like just watching them walk the world, like they just walk everybody, especially in the bullpen. Yeah. It gets really old for sure. The starting pitcher has been extremely, or starting pitching has been extremely suspect, and I know. The, the lineup, almost top to bottom, with a few exceptions, uh, has been abysmal as well. They have, I think, one of the lowest batting averages in the in the entire league, which is I don't doubt sad. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even like in a season, what's up, Austin? Where like batting average is like low. To be the Across lowest the of the low is yeah. never, never a good sign. Yeah, I uh, I went to a game actually a few weeks ago. Uh, or, yeah, I guess it was about three weeks ago when uh, the Pirates were in town for that series, and I got to watch them play. Um, and they just got destroyed, and it was like you guys are losing to the worst team in the league, and they ended right. up dropping that series. And it's like when you drop when you drop a series to you know the worst teams like you're not you're not going to go too far 
Right. It's like the worst teams even like at home too. Like like you at know, home. It, yeah. it makes it a little bit more understandable. Like when you're losing at Pittsburgh or at Cincinnati. But like when yeah. they got swept by the Reds at home in the middle of June and lost three out of four to the Pirates, it's like, all right. I, to me, those losses should have opened up the eyes to the front office and say, hey, this team as it stands is not as good as it needs to be if we really want to win this season. Um, and I'm exactly. hoping more moves come in the next two or three weeks. I don't know if they are. Um, you know, because this front office just came, seems to keep saying we're going to stand pat until until we don't, and we just don't know when that point is. Well, they're carting out uh, just – I don't know, guys from the third row to pitch. Um, right. it, like, just the starting pitching has just been awful, aside from Wainwright and uh, Kim. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't seen anything uh, out of anyone else. And I, I think they are kind of standing pat. I think they believe that, you know, maybe this isn't their year, but they do have the roster. And, and it's kind of strange because I don't want to throw Schilt or his coaching staff under the bus, but it's almost as if, like, the players are there. You know, the talent is there. I mean, minus a few guys. Like, I could probably do without Harrison Bader at this point. I think that experiment's <laughs> yeah. probably, that experience is pretty much over. Uh, but, you know, you got Tyler O'Neill, who's come along really well in the past couple seasons. Uh, Dylan Carlson still has a ways to go, but you still have patience for him. Uh-huh. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, you know, Paul DeJong is having an awful season at the plate. That's um, terrible. Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado are going to pick it up at some point because those guys are perennial yeah. all-stars. Uh, Edmund's always solid up the middle. Uh, so I wasn't really, I wasn't part of the contingent, uh, the Cardinals contingent that was like overly bitter about Colton Wong walking. Um, in fact, if anything else, I was a bit more happy for him because he was able to get paid in the off season. Right. Um, but as for, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the team, they're not, it's it's like they're just middling uh, somewhere around like two thirty to two sixty, and if you don't have one guy that really separates you or stands you or sets you apart from the rest of the roster, or, or you know, they don't have that like guy in the lineup that's really striking fear into the opposing team. Right. No, for sure. Like even Evan that you mentioned, like he's been solid at times, but at the same time he is like I don't know he's not the player that he was a while yeah. ago. Or even last, even last season, yeah. you know. I mean, he's just—he's not. He's, I don't think he's the leadoff hitter that we thought he was going to be. Right. I, I mean, hey, I clearly has not been a leadoff hitter. Um, what What do you think about? Um, do, you, do you like Carlson at the top, or do you, would you rather see somebody else at the top? What are your thoughts there? Uh, honestly, if if Harrison Bader could actually like make contact, I'd rather see right. him at the top. I'd rather yeah. see him at the top because he, once he does get on base, he can wreak havoc because he has the right. speed to do so. Um, however, it just seems as though the team base running in a lot, like they're still playing Tony LaRusa baseball in the, in, in the sense that, you know, like, or not even Tony LaRusa baseball, Mike Matheny baseball, where, right. you know, they just do not steal bases. They're not, overly aggressive with the base running and when they do get runner and because of that when they do get runners on base a lot of times they're leaving them stranded like their uh-huh. their batting average with runners in scoring position this this season is absolutely abysmal yeah yeah um, yeah i think the one thing that i was super excited about like when mike schultz first got a job like second half of 2018 they were super aggressive they were super exciting and they you know he, he put all, a lot of things on whether it be exactly. hit runs or whatever or anything like that and i don't know why but i feel like schultz you know He's never had in great in-game decision-making, even in 2013 or 18 when he first started. Um, but I feel like when he first started, he was more exciting than he is now. And now, it's just, I don't know, they, they just feel like they're, they're content with just going through the motions. 
Yeah, they do seem to be just kind of running through the motions. What's up, Javier Reyes, host of Locked On Padres? How are we doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, the the Padres' outlook right now is a lot higher than the Cardinals. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> man. I feel like the last time we talked was was our crossover, and then basically that was a little bit of the beginning of when things started to go bad. When they got swept. Yeah, the sweep happens. I know it really started after Flaherty got hurt. Yeah. That's when I really remember. That's when the Cardinals seeing did. everything just fall. That's apart. when the June swoon um, really took off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think Flaherty getting hurt hurt them a lot more than I thought they would. And like they, and I say they because like I was high on the pitching too, but I just think that the pitching depth that they thought they had just haven't hasn't come through. Like they they mm-hmm. were betting, and my, myself included, were probably way too high on a. Uh, on a Jake Woodford, on a Ponce de Leon, or even on John Gant. I just think that they they were betting way too high on their pitching to come through, and they just haven't. Quick break in the action to tell you guys about our sponsors today. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. All other nicotine pouches are dry pouches with no dip, no spit, or packs. Nothing does it like Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Cardinals listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try for just $1 by going to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew, fullyloadedchew.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to know what your local chain store has in store or what it has in stock. Why endure often pointless, seemingly, or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so save time and money by using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every single customer, and they have whatever you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com It's crazy, and then you look at the rest of the division. Now, I think that the Cubs are still kind of – they're a little bit falling off, but you get—you still got the Reds and the Brewers to deal with. So have, it's going to be an uphill Cubs, battle for the cards for sure. The Cubs management have pretty much come out and said, hey, uh, since we're not – like since we're sub-500 at the deadline, we're probably going to end up selling um, for depth. Yeah. Well, which is weird because, like for- – I know. I mean, it, it just kind of sucks that they're – Oh, because like even as a Cardinal fan, that was a fun group to watch. At least at the beginning. I at don't the know. Beginning. I don't know if anybody. <laughs> right, <laughs> they got real old real quick. But for them, for them, for them to get one, I think it was good for baseball. Um, but it's just weird that like you know that that core is probably going to be gone in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Chris Bryant will command. They'll command a high price, and the couple will be back probably within the next couple of years. Uh, you know, oh yeah, if, I think they're going to. Re- Right, yeah, I think it's more of a reload, retool than anything else. Uh, looks like Sully and Matthew Hunter are on. What's up, my friends? Hey, how you doing? Not too bad, Sully. What's going on with you? 
Uh, I happen to be, I mean, I'm getting in my car, I'm driving off, and I figure why not, why not green room this drive? But, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I must say, I'm not trying to do anything to rub it in, but I am absolutely stunned that we are at this point of the season and the Cardinals are who they are and what they are. I just don't, I, it's, I mean, if you had told me that a team would be making a big run at the Brewers at this point and turning things around, and it would be Cincinnati, uh, I just think that would just is crazy to me. And you know, I thought I picked the Cardinals confidently going into this year. Most of the pundits, uh, especially did. after the, especially after the uh, Arenado trade, you know, I felt like yeah, they got enough arms to make this work. And uh, man, I'm just uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. That's why I called in, because I don't know what to say. It's one of those things where, in my opinion, it, it was the perfect storm of guys underperforming, being the offense, bullpen underperforming, and injuries. I mean, every team, I'm not trying to just throw a pity party here, because every baseball team, especially this year, deals with injuries. But the Cardinals lost Jack. They lost literally 80% of their rotation at one yeah. point during the season, where Adam Clarity, Wainwright was Clarity. the only opening day yeah. starter on the team. Yeah, because yeah. Kim was I mean, gone for a while as well. Right. But, you know, you could then throw out the fact that, like, look at the Red Sox haven't had Chris Sale all year. You know, I mean, there yeah. some, some teams haven't had some of their big yeah. stars for the entire year. So, yes, they've had injuries, but I really I really thought the Cardinals had the depth to to weather that storm. You know? Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't happen. And it's just, I don't know what to say. It's really... Uh, you know, I mean, kudos to Milwaukee, who've also had their share of injuries, too, yeah. uh, that they were able to take advantage of what happened in a similar way that the Mets have taken advantage of the Braves. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, – I don't think the Cardinals should do a full teardown. I think they should trade away pieces that they're not going to resign next year and just sort of chalk this up to – it was like a few years ago, the Nats looked like they were guaranteed to win the division, and they fell short, and they didn't put two sticks of dynamite in and blow it up. They just sort of said, okay, that was an off year, and the next year they won the damn World Series. Right. So, they hired a new manager. Well, no, but that was their first year with Davey Martinez, with their new manager. And so, you know, they, I thought it was Dusty Baker at that time. No, Dusty, he was was fired. The... Dusty was fired after they lost to... Uh, Chicago in the playoffs in seventeen. Okay. In yeah. seventeen, when what's his face got picked off at first, um, and they were they had a big lead in the fifth game, and then Scherzer, ironically, out of the bullpen, wet the bed, and then they fired Dusty Baker, and they brought in Dave Martinez, and Martinez wet the bed his first year, and uh, the 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 Nats underachieved, and then the next year, but they did they didn't do anything drastic. They right. kept the core together. The next year, you know, after a rough start, you know, everything clicked. So. Yeah, I definitely I, – I agree. I think that this, this it's a different situation than the Cubs because we were talking before you got on. Like, the Cubs are going to need, like, a retool, right? Yeah. You might have been on here when we talked about that. But the, the Cardinals, they're not going to have to sell off a lot of their pieces to, in mm-hmm. order for a retool or a rebuild. I think they just need to add pieces because, in my opinion, Nick and I were talking before, Paul DeYoung is not going to cut it as a major league shortstop. I haven't really seen a lot from Harrison Bader to think that he's a major league center fielder long term. Right. I'm, I'm still okay with giving him this season to kind of work it out, but there are just a lot of different pieces that aren't bona fide, solidified 
major league starting pieces, and I think the Cardinals need to really take a look at themselves in the mirror and see what they really want to adjust on. Would they be trying to sign Story if he becomes a free agent just so they can officially make the Diamondbacks and Rockies their farm teams? (laughs) A lot of the Cardinal fans want that to happen, I'll tell you that. I don't don't know if they have the the guts to do that, though. What do you think, Nick? I don't think so. I think they've made an investment in Paul DeJong, DeYoung, which is unfortunate (laughs) considering what he's done this year. Uh, I was going to say probably the most frustrating thing about all of this has been like watching a lot of the talent that we've let walk. Yeah. Like watching Randy Rosarina and uh, what's his name uh, with Texas right now. Garcia. Garcia. Garcia, Absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. And we're left with, uh, you know, Harrison Bader and don't get me wrong. Tyler O'Neill has been good, but Dylan Carlson struggled. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the Voight for Yankees, he hit it up pretty oh, well. Oh, Voight as well. Yeah, there's another one I even think of. Randall Gritchick is playing pretty well. One that I don't think gets enough attention that um, that we, we saw on Tuesday, Lance Lynn. I mean, how good would he look in a Cardinal uniform right now? Oh, I know, and he yeah. wanted to stay. Yeah. He did. Well, he, uh, when he pitched against the Cardinals um, in the White Sox series a couple weeks ago, and I don't think it was anything personal against the players on the team, but he basically saw it as kind of like, you know, hey, I am who I am. I'm a lot better than you think I am. This is, you know. Kind of a he's a Cy Young candidate, right? Yeah, he's a top front five runner. Cy Young candidate. Front. Yeah, I, I just think that he he was not treated with the amount of respect that he deserved from the Cardinal organization, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But they, I think they're kicking themselves right now for not um, not not signing them. Does anybody know? I think, I think the guy who just left. Why there's no Red Sox Yankees tonight? Anybody know? Uh, COVID. COVID. COVID precaution. COVID. Okay, that that sucks. Anyways, Nick, what are you saying? I think. Uh, you know, a big part part of it is, uh, you know, just mis- mismanagement in terms of trading away assets, like, and, you know, keeping, like, putting faith in the wrong assets. And we watched it before, you know, like, they they seem to put a lot of faith in these guys that they've designated as, you know, the, the future. Um, and a lot of the veteran guys, or some of the veteran guys haven't really showed up at all. Like, obviously, we knew going into the season, Matt Carpenter was not, was pretty much done. And he's essentially just taking a roster spot at this point. Um, he won't be back next year. And I think they're going to have to retool and find another left-handed bat because right as of right now, they have no left-handed bat in the lineup. I mean, there there's Dylan Carlson, who's still unproven and there's Tommy Edmond, who's a switch hitter. And then there's Matt Carpenter. So we really have no left-handed bat presence in the lineup that mm-hmm. uh, is really going to give it's really going to strike fear into opposing pitchers. I mean, not from my. No, I think, I think it's a good point. Go ahead, Javi. Yeah, I just think, like, I don't want to, like, I don't even think I picked a team in NL Central because I got really lazy with my preseason predictions. I feel like there was just some divisions I just skipped. But I think, <laughs> I think it's not that, I think maybe we underrated just, you know, the Brewers pitching being good. I don't think it's anybody's fault for not necessarily predicting that since he would go from being one of the worst offenses to one of the best and then have bad pitching. Like, they just like, – a total reverse. I think with what happened with the the cards, and Sully made, like mentioned this with the Red Sox, where, like, the Red Sox essentially come into the season being like, we don't care about having a good pitcher. And it's not going to matter. We, we're just going to have Nate Eovaldi be fine and Nick Pavetta and Garrett Richards, who has an ERA of, like, 18. It just won't matter because – for whatever reason, the sports gods still let Boston be good at things. But yeah. then the cards, it's like, okay, like on paper, I was like, all right, yeah, I could see this rotation being a problem. But at the same time, 
it's the Cardinals. And I hate being that person who starts like just bringing up organizations and, you know, how they work and whatnot. But if there's any team that's going to make up for a lack of depth uh, in their rotation, you just kind of assumed it was going to be the Cardinals that they'd kind of figure it out. And at the beginning of the season, it looked like it. Then it looked like it mattered too much. Flaherty looked great. Um, Wainwright, while he would get lit up every now and then, still could, could give you a good start every now and then, better than my boy Blake Snow, for, for example. But, um, and, you, and you look at the rest of that lineup, Yachty just drank from the fountain of youth for the first month. And then it's just, they just kind of fell apart. And it's, it's a little bit uncharacteristic for the Cardinals. So I don't think people should like be like, oh, no, like I was so silly to pick the Cardinals. Like, no, I think there was no. a no, the Cardinals. The Cardinals were in a position for a playoff spot uh, at the end of May, going into yeah. June. Yeah, and June so was. Looked, yeah, they they, had, they fell off a cliff in June, um, and I think that I didn't think the Brewers were going to be necessarily bad. I thought they were the victim of. I thought they were going to be a wild card contender, but I didn't expect Woodruff and Bur- the law firm of Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. To, to be the new Glavin Maddox Smoltz. I mean, they're, they're, that trio yeah. has been unbelievable. And their bullpen, the bullpen is you know, it's kind of like what, it's like, like what came first, the solid bullpen or the solid rotation? And it's symbiotic. It's the good rotation means you don't wear down your bullpen. And the good bullpen means you can trust your starters to go deep, but then hand the ball off and not blow the lead. And I, I just think that Milwaukee, I mean, look, I've been saying all, I mean, I'm sorry, Javi, I picked the Padres, which probably sunk them, but uh, to win the World Series. <laughs> they've still been good, though. It's not like they've been, they've been, you know, bad. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, I was absolutely positive going into this year that the World Series was going to be played in California, and it very well still may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, when you look at, especially the fact that their bullpen is so solid um if they just get one more piece in there doesn't even have to be an ace starter and doesn't have to be a difference making bat they could get they could be the ones as people are unloading their spare parts for cheap they could be jawas and just sort of pick up a bunch of pieces mm. and they don't need to have a star they just, just got a little more depth i mean the, the acquisition of willie adamas has been the biggest acquisition of the yeah. year He's not just being like Hunter Renfro kind of doing better outside of like, you know, he's all right, Hunter Renfro. Okay. Outside of San yeah. Diego, he's, he's improved a little bit. No, like yeah. Willie Dobbs is like a top 10 shortstop in baseball. Now all of a sudden like, it's really well, and, uh, remarkable. And it solidified everything else. It was like, it's just, it's just that trade didn't take place in a vacuum by having the, the, the solid shortstop. It made the rest of the infield stronger, made the pitchers more confident, made the hitters more like everything clicked once they were, no longer terrified that a ground ball to short was going to be a double. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that like the NL Central, in my opinion, is still closer than it seems. But although, not, no, not to take any credit away from Milwaukee, but one move like that, and maybe that move was the Adamus trade that already happened, but one move like that that, you know, isn't an, necessarily an all-star MVP generational type talent can win you the division. Willie yeah. Adams right now, that trade has been the difference in the, in the division because since that trade, the Brewers have had the best record in all of baseball. Yep, I'm really getting Mets vibes from this Milwaukee team. The Mets team that I'm not saying that Willie Adamas is their Cespedes. Actually, you know what? Maybe I am just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No one's stopping you. I think that's, yeah, like, I think that's a just, great analogy. I don't know if they'll win at all, but they're just like, screw it. We have three guys. 
and you're not going to score on us. We just don't I, care. I and that's more often you also have Hater and Devin. I know Devin Williams has been a little eh, but like I'm, I'd still be confident in that guy to strike, miss some bats in the playoff game. Like I, I really think they don't even have to add a guy. Guy, just go out and add a like a. I don't know. Do they have a third bit? Like add a Josh Harrison, add a well, Robbie Grossman. You know what I mean? Well, you don't that's what I'm a- saying, that they could be the ones who, like every year, every team says, oh, man, we're not going to make it. Just put a for sale sign on all the players whose contracts are coming <laughs> up and try to get a minor league or something. And the Brewers yeah. could just sort of pull a supermarket sweep and yeah. just, pop, you know, whatever you need to sort of, they don't need a star. They need they just, to just yeah. get complimentary pieces. And those are well, going to be available for cheap. That's what I was saying about Reyes, yep. uh, Lucas, and chat. Uh, Reyes, uh, I believe his contract is up at the end of the season. That's mm. kind of why I figured he, uh, that he was going to be a large trade bait piece because he's having probably the best season of his career. Uh, obviously, movement, though. Yeah, many, many, like most Cardinal fans are familiar with all the struggles that have come with Alex Reyes over the past few years in terms of injuries and everything. But he has been absolutely lights out and in the, in the closing rule, uh, this year. If they can, they're going to try and move guys that have, you know, just been completely underperforming, I think. I think they'll probably try and move, like, move on from Carlos Martinez. Uh, Carlos mm-hmm. Martinez has been, Oh, just a shit show, for lack of better terms. Yeah, uh, we've seen the last start from Carlos Martinez in a Cardinal uniform, in my opinion. One more break in the action, this time to tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can check all the action online at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, not just Major League Baseball, but also NBA, UFC, MMA action, and soon-to-be Olympic action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But you know what? Do you know what's interesting though? If you're a team like Milwaukee, or if you're a team, you know, like maybe Tampa, is if you get someone like Carlos Martinez, where you know St. Louis is going to just try to dump him and just get anything. Here, here's a, you know, here's tickets to Black Widow, just whatever they can, <laughs> you know, get for him. And knowing that there's, he's a pitcher who has ability, yeah. And obviously his pride is hurt. And you can say, hey, just wipe, you know, shake the etch a sketch. You're in a new situation. We're not asking for a great season for you. We're asking for like five decent weeks. And maybe that's the sort of thing that could sort of shake things off. You see that happen all the time. It wouldn't be the first the, time the Rays yeah. have fleeced the Cardinals, believe me. Well, yeah, no. I mean, like, if, if, yeah, I mean, the, the Rays should be salivating, like, buzz, yeah, they should be like buzzards over the Cardinals right now, like, well, oh, where's the next Rosarena going to show up for us? I know. It. I mean, it, it, it's just so bizarre, like, Obviously, I mean, Silva, you talked about this on your draft show a couple of days ago. Like, baseball um, uh, success can be so hard to predict on guys that have never seen Major League time, whether it be the draft or somebody you sign out of, out of uh, a foreign country. Like, they can be so hard to predict, but it's just so ironic or painful to see all these ex-Cardinals leave 
and just find immediate and or long term success somewhere else because we've it's talked usually the about the reverse. It, it's, it's usually not, the reverse for us. You know, usually we'll get like the washed up Lance Berkman or something like that, and, you know, or, or Jim Edmonds, and, and, and they just get to St. Louis and they have a revival of their careers, uh, you know, or Chris Carpenter. You know, right. it, it's like we never have been, we, we don't typically get on the other side of that where it's like, oh, you yeah. know, let's offload a guy that, you know, we think is a bust or something like that, and then he goes and explodes. Well, Jeff, like Jeff Weaver came in as complete damaged yeah. goods and became a World Series hero. That's right. what you're kind of. That's what someone could be looking at with Carlos Martinez. By the way, is there ever been a DFA more cruel than Jeff Weaver? So excited that he's going to be teammates with his brother Jared, and say, "Oh, hmm. who are we going to who are we going to release to make room for my brother?" Yeah, Jeff, we need to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my but, god. But Jeff got the last laugh because they DFA'd Jeff Weaver. The Cardinals picked him up for $9.22. He wound up pitching the clinching game of the World Series and actually had a very good postseason for them. Yeah. And then went off as a free agent, made uh, piles of money in Seattle where he wet the bed. So the, the Cardinals got the tiny sliver of Jeff Weaver where it was worthwhile. And that was the case of a guy like his ego was bruised. He's, wait, I'm cut? I'm just released. And so, uh, you know, I'm always intrigued by, you know, people like that or like, you know, David Weathers was a pitcher that the Yankees got who was garbage. And he just happened to be like released and the Yankees picked him up. And same with Graham Lloyd, who was awful. And they stuck him in their bullpen. They became really valuable pieces when they won the World Series because they just needed two good months out of them. And, you know, and, and sometimes you pitch to your baseball card and if someone's a talented pitcher who's had a bad few months, you know, maybe a little shakeup in the law of averages work in their favor. Yeah, baseball is a weird, funny game. I'm just like, I don't know, when we talk about like the, the impact a guy like Willie Adamas can have on the National League Central, I'm just afraid that the Cardinals, or even if the Reds or Cubs, or anyway, let, let's just say the Cardinals, if they make that type of move, is it too late? Because they're nine games out right now. You have to expect the Brewers, even if they go through an iffy turn through the rotation, that pitching staff is too good to not be good for too long. So even if the Cardinals made a Willie Adamas-type move right now, with the way the National League West is hogging up the wild card spots. At I, think race, yeah, like, I think it's too late. It might be too late I unless, too unless late they do well. go make that splash. I think the hey. Brewers did it at the right time. They right. did it at the right time where time long was- enough to make an impact. Yeah, they were already front. I mean, they were neck and neck. Wow, that was great. Um, they were about neck and neck. And when it did happen, it was almost like it, it was kind of like the last piece just fell into place. Um, yeah. the, play, the team was already playing really well. Uh, for the Cardinals, I'm, I, I don't know. Do you give it a week? Do you give it two weeks? See how they react to the time off? And, you know, if, you know, if there is anything that was already. You think what? You, you I, think have they have to, I, I think they have to do it. I mean, like, yeah. what are they? How many games back are they from a from eight a, and a half? Eight and a half in the division. What is it for the second wild cards? It's about the same, right? Way Dead back. Yeah, yeah, the wild cards out of the question. Same or about the same? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you talk. You have to play better. If they play an entire week of games better than the Brewers, that's not enough. You know, they'll still be behind. Right. They have to go. They have to play like two. Full weeks better than the Brewers. Yeah, you know, like they have to play ten games better than the Brewers for the rest of the way, and I don't see the Brewers going on a prolonged slump. I don't either. No. Eventually, mathematics come kick into it, 
And uh, I think the I think the ship has sailed. I hate to say it because I think the Cardinals being in the but postseason see, is good for baseball. We're delusional here in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> we've had <laughs> we've had seasons like 2011, uh, you know, where the Cardinals were almost mathematically eliminated and then came back. And you know, it, it seems like the last few years when we did make the or did miss the playoffs, it's it's always by like one or two games, and you know, well, like they, they just barely missed it. But I think. He, yeah, I think personally, I think this year's uh, a foregone conclusion. I, I think you, here's the main difference. I mean, I know you're saying that bring of 2011 is would be delusional. Remember that required a complete epic collapse from Atlanta. Yeah. If Atlanta was merely bad in September, the 2011 Cardinals would be a team that no one remembered. And that's a mm-hmm. shame. Tony Russo's career ended with a team that didn't even make the playoffs. You know, there there is no David Freeze triple over Nelson Cruz's head. If, right. if the Braves were merely bad, if they if they reached the the summit mm. of being bad, they would have completely eliminated the St. Louis Cardinals. So I, I you know, so it requires that, and I frankly don't see the Brewers the way they're currently constructed going on that sort of an epic, like Homer level epic. Collapse. That no, that that pitching's too good. Yeah, and the defense too good, and the bullpen's too good. You know, there's there's too many things in their favor. So that's why I think the Cardinals have to just look at the math and say, all right, it's just not going to happen this year. Yeah, but I do think that you know that said, like I like just knowing that the way that the Cardinals are are, are prideful and they're, they're the Cardinal way and the Cardinal organization, they're still going to try and compete. They're, they're still going to try and spin something positive about this year. But I, mean, I agree with Matthew's point that he put in the, in the chat that you know next year's rotation could be pretty solid. Um, yeah, but it, it's just kind of it just sucks because Cardinals Cardinal fans aren't really used to that. I don't think we're really used to using one year as a bridge year to the next. We're used to being competitive every year. You know. Those three years being out of the playoffs, obviously, what <laughs> was an exception to that rule, but it just it, it kind of sucks because I mean, I might be biased. I think so. You mentioned it. Like I think the Cardinals being good is good for baseball. I think the Cardinals have a, a large reaching fan base, and I I just wish that they were better for for my perspective Absolutely. and just for the perspective of baseball. Well, much yeah, of the I... South is you know much of like the south southeastern United States that's not Braves fans uh, or Rangers fans, and that small contingent. Uh, you know. Like they are Cardinals fans here in Nashville. There's Cardinal hats everywhere. You know, it's just right. it's it's good for baseball because it's it. I, I hate to use. I'm a big hockey fan as well, uh, but you know the whole original six kind of mentality. Like you know, it's it's one of the original teams, and you know, there's a lot of history to it. You know, it's kind of like when the Yankees are good or the Red Sox are good or the Dodgers are good. It's like oh man, something just feels right. You know. Mm-hmm. But but you can wish that all you yeah. want. But the fact of the matter is, if it's dumb to trade away the next Ro- Randy or Rosarena for a desperate run at a postseason berth, that probably isn't going to happen. And if and if this team does make it, it's for what to be the second wild card team. Right, to probably get clobbered in the yeah. wild card game. Was yeah, it worth that's it? why but I don't hey, see it happening. Yeah, you know, for hey, sure. No, I agree, Sully. Yeah, so I mean, I, said, I, I agree, Sully. You can stop talking. But, um, no, no, yeah. not at all. No. <laughs> but, but you could then turn it right around and say, hey, look, we're, we are now set up for a run in 2022. Uh, now, they will have to make a splash somewhere. They will have to make a big acquisition at one point in the offseason. 
Right. But you say, hey, look, we're, we're, we're holding our, you know, excuse the puns, we're holding our cards. I would trade away anyone who you're not going to resign for next year and see if you can just get anything. Um, you know, to, and then, and, and the other thing I would do, because Cardinal fans are pretty savvy, uh, I would, after the trade deadline, like starting in August, take every single one of your top prospects who, have, who are above, you know, double A or higher, and just promote them and say, here they are. Here are your Cardinals of next year. Get to know them now. Get, the, get their butterflies out now. Uh-huh. Get a youth movement in there because Cardinal fans strike me as the kind of fan base who are smart enough to say, all right, where do you win this year? But that guy, have you seen that guy? You see yeah. that pitch? And like, I, I think that would go a long way of getting people excited for 2022 and beyond. Most of the fans already know who the minor leaguers are. Well, like, bring them they've up. already researched. Yeah, I think that, that's, I, I would love to see them up in the major leagues. I mean, even if they're not 100% quote unquote ready, you know, get them up, get the exposure. I'd rather them, yeah. them struggle this August and September than they struggle right. next May and April. Exactly. Get the butterflies out now. You yeah. know, get, you know, because, uh, you know, look at, I get going here soon, but, uh, yeah, me too. But, but I, uh, uh, I think the Cardinals are, I think they're out this year. But I think if they aren't dumb, and they don't strike me as a dumb organization, I think they could be set up for twenty because the twenty twenty two because the Brewers and the Reds are not long term teams, and I think the Cardinals can sneak right in there starting next year. Yeah, well, time will tell, and hopefully the Cardinals can at least remain competitive, and I just hope they can beat beat the Padres at least a little bit more. But Oh, uh, we all wish that. We all want that. We all want that. <laughs> got to set Javi down in this place. But uh, I appreciate everybody <laughs> hopping on, everybody who spoke and questions, but I've got to get going. Uh, be sure to listen to any Locked On show, Locked On MLB, Padres, or Cardinals, on any Spotify listening app. So uh, thanks for listening, you guys, and have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. Thanks again, guys. Good deal. Thanks.